I wanted to begin a little bit by reminding everybody and talking a little, about, a little bit about the aims of the shaitan. So that you understand exactly where the magician is coming from. Where is this person who is engaged in magic coming from? What is his, what is his aim? What is he there for? Because this person who is engaged in magic is a servant of the shaitan. He has dedicated his life to serve the shaitan like we have dedicated our lives ta'ala, to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And just like you spend your day thinking about how you are going to serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how you are going to dedicate your life to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and how you dedicate your worship to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this khabith, this la'een alayhi la'natullahi wal malaikati wal nasi ajma'een, this person spends his day thinking about how to serve the shaitan and about how to further the aims of the shaitan on the earth. And we should remind ourselves at this time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already decreed that their efforts will be in vain. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us, The plot of the shaitan is ever weak. We began by talking about what is uh, sihr linguistically. Linguistically, uh, sihr means that which is hidden. That which is hidden, that which we don't understand why or it is covered. Because it's dark, you don't know what is happening. And that's why when you eat at that time of the night, it is called suhoor, right? Because you're eating at the darkness of the night. So uh, the term for suhoor or sihri, we call it in Urdu, is actually from the same root as sihr, not because there's any sihr in suhoor, but because suhoor is eaten at a time of darkness. So it's the, the darkness is called sahar. And that darkness means you don't know what's happening. That's why it's called darkness, uh, sahar. So sihr means that which takes place and you don't know why it's taking place. The cause is unknown. This is really what the linguistic meaning of sihr is. And from a theological, from an Islamic standpoint, sihr is to invoke the aid of the jinn to do something that appears to be from our world supernatural. So the jinn will cause something to happen and because we do not see the jinn, so it seems as if we don't understand. Even though once we understand sihr, we do understand how it happens. But from those who, for those who don't study Islamic theology, it will appear, how did this happen? Where did this come from? And that is why sihr is called sihr. And Allah just as a, a note of benefit here, uses the word kana. And the word kana here gives us the benefit that this is forever, forever and ever, in the past and until now, the plot of the shaitan is constantly and forever weak. And we should remind ourselves about that. But let's remind ourselves a little bit about what this plot of shaitan is. Iblis has mentioned several times what his aims are. He mentioned them in his speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in his, his threat to mankind and in his promises that he said that he is going to aim to achieve during his life when he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make him from those who would live until the day of resurrection so that he could misguide the people away from the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala relates to us what the aims of Iblis and the plans and the plots of Shaitan are in, in misguiding us. And one of the most obvious examples of this is the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
in describing the plot of the shaitan that I will come to them from in front of them and from behind them and on their right and on their left and you will not find most of them to be grateful. We should also remind ourselves that the primary aim, the primary goal of the shaitan is to get us to disbelieve in Ar-Rahman Jalla Jalal to get us to disbelieve in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the purpose of the shaitan. And the shaitan will never ever be happy until we do this. They made it appear from their magic as if the ropes were moving. As if the ropes were moving. So, and another verse, Allah says, They bewitched the eyes of the people. So this shows us that at some occasions, not all of them, magic is not actually real. It's an illusion. Because according to the ayat, the ropes were not moving. They bewitched the eyes of the people. And in another verse, they made it appear through their magic that the ropes were wiggling. And therefore the ropes were not actually wiggling. Remember, what, what did Musa do? The Musa converted his staff to an actual snake, right? This is what he did, a real live snake. And Fir'aun saw this, and the minister saw this, but these weren't the magicians. The magicians didn't see the initial miracle. So the magicians are told he can make his staff appear like a snake. So the magician said, no worry, we can do the same as well, don't worry. So the magicians plotted and planned, and the magician said, we can also do this. So they threw their ropes, and they didn't actually forget converting them to snakes. The ropes didn't even move. But the sihr made it appear to the eyes of the people that, that they had uh, moved. So uh, when Musa saw all of these ropes moving around, he himself became worried. Can I match this or not? Musa. So Musa himself became scared. So this shows us that magic is so powerful that perhaps even believers in Allah and prophets can feel trepidation at it. We need to remind ourselves the, the, the seriousness of shirk, of associating partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of giving something that belongs only to Allah to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as Allah Azza wa Jal tells us, فَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ الْجَنَّةِ Allah has made Jannah haram for this person. وَمَأْوَاهُ النَّارِ And his final destination and his eternal resting place is the hellfire. And the shaitan has set out many different ways to achieve his aim. He has set out many different ways and many different means and methods to achieve his aim. He has set out the method of shubuhat, of spreading misguidance and misconceptions and doubts amongst the people. And he has set out the methodology of misguiding people through shahawat, through their desires, through their wants, through their hopes, through their dreams. And these two things are two of the primary or, or the two primary ways that the shaitan uses broadly to misguide the people. And the shaitan has a number of people who are dedicated to helping him from the jinn and from mankind. 
As Allah Azza wa Jal says, Shayateen insi wal jinn. Shayateen from amongst the men and from amongst the jinn who are dedicated to helping the shaitan, dedicated to furthering his aims, who have submitted themselves to him and who have joined with him in his goal for all of us to disbelieve and all of us to be from the people of the hellfire. This is the goal of the shaitan. In terms of magic itself, the word magic or the word sihr in Arabic, linguistically, the word sihr in Arabic refers to something which is hidden and which the reason for its effect is hard to realize. It's hard to find the reason for its effect. This is what linguistically the word sihr means in Arabic. Some of the scholars said magic is to turn somebody away from something or to turn somebody towards something, to make somebody love someone, or to make somebody hate someone against their will. And as we can see, this is not a comprehensive definition of magic. This is simply describing some of the characteristics or some of the effects of magic. And we find these different definitions amongst the ulama of Islam. Some of them defined magic by describing some of its effects. Some of them defined magic as describing the method that the magician used. And some of them had a more general definition of magic. So this first definition is that magic is to turn somebody away from something or to turn somebody towards something to make somebody love someone and to make somebody hate someone. I all of these things against that person's will. Abu Muhammad al-Maqtisi rahimahullah said that magic is spells, incantations, amulets that are blown on, that the, the magician blows on with his his foul breath and his foul spittle that he blows on these things. And he does so to affect the body, to affect the heart, to affect the mind. And so he kills some and makes them sick and others he makes their marriage break up. But none of this happens except with the permission of Allah Azza wa Jal. A more comprehensive definition of magic is to say that magic is a contract, an agreement between the magician and the jinn. And it is a contract made up of two parties. The first party is the magician and the second party is the jinn. And the magician says, I will do some stuff for you and you will do some stuff for me. And we will make this agreement between ourselves. Are you tired of all these annoying ads on YouTube? Are you worried that a haram video might pop up? Well, the One Islam TV app is here to solve these problems, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is 100% free of any ads and is safe to browse for your peace of mind. Watch or listen to lectures and lessons while you work, rest or drive with your device switched off. Watch videos on demand or download videos and watch offline. Watch hundreds of high-quality produced Islamic reminders, Quran learning videos, stories of the prophets, and so much more. Two to four new videos uploaded daily, inshallah. 
One Islam TV is 100% run and owned by Muslims, which means a small amount you pay for your subscription is a sadaqa jariya, continuous charity for you as we use the funds raised to continue producing more beneficial videos and reminders, inshallah. The One Islam TV app is now available on Apple devices, Apple TV, Android devices, Android TV, Amazon Fire TV, and Roku so you can watch on most devices and smart TVs. Download now for a free 7-day trial. May Allah reward you for supporting our work.